InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Recent research shows that the rate of injury from lawnmowers is as great as ever. How can you keep yourself and your family safe from lawnmower dangers? With the story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. On many Saturday mornings, a lot of us have a standing date with our lawnmowers. But if we let our mind drift while handling the equipment, it could be dangerous. A new study shows injuries related to lawnmowers remain a problem, even though there are warning labels and programs to educate consumers. Joining us now is Dr. Deborah Schwengel, Assistant Professor of Anesthesiology and Critical Care Medicine at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. She's also the study's senior author. Doctor, we're not talking about little bumps and bruises here, are we? No, unfortunately not. These can be terrible things like amputations. And that is one of the reasons we chose to do this study is because we wanted to find out if over time we could see a decrease in numbers of terrible injuries. But unfortunately, our study seems to show that these injuries are not decreasing. They rather persist. And your study shows the average cost of these injuries is pretty high to treat, especially for people actually admitted to the hospital. That's correct. Emergency room charges total uh, around $2,500, and patients who are admitted to the hospital are closer to $37,000 per patient. Whoa, whoa. And just to be clear, doctor, you're not blaming the lawnmowers, but this is more operator error? Yeah, unfortunately, people tend to ignore safety reminders, and I think that that in particular is one of the tragedies of these issues. We know that the lawnmowers can be injurious to people, but we forget or human nature leads us to be distracted and we don't do things in the safest possible way. So take us through these one at a time. How do adults typically get injured? Well, adults tend to have more injuries of the fingers or the hands. They might be a little bit more minor than an amputation kind of injury, although it could involve a fingertip or something like that. Their injuries may be as minor as a small little burn from touching a hot manifold, or it may be something more significant where they actually put their hand underneath the mower that's running. And 85%, I guess, of the adults who are injured are men? Yes, that's what we found in our data. And what about teenagers? How are they injured? We think it's the same as the adult population, that it tends to be hand and finger injuries primarily. Occasionally, though, we see a foot or a toe that's injured. And what are they doing that they're getting injured? How are they interfacing with the mower? Well, I don't think we have all of that information based on this particular study, but we have a little bit more of an inkling of what happens when we're talking to young children who get injured. We think adults and teenagers are probably adjusting the mower or trying to clean out the mower when it's filled with grass or something else. Pick up on that. How are the young children injured? Because this seems to be the most heart-wrenching. I'm a pediatric anesthesiologist. Really, the main impetus for doing this study was that we were heartbroken every year when we experience a patient coming in, a young child who has had a foot amputation. So we want to find ways to prevent that. And what we think happens with these injuries is that a well-meaning family member is mowing the lawn and they don't recognize that their child is nearby. The child runs up to say hi 
and unfortunately then they can slip underneath the mower. Or if it's a riding mower, sometimes a parent or a grandparent is holding a child on their lap and then the child can slip off of the lap and fall underneath the mower. Pick up on that. How are the young children injured? Because this seems to be the most heart-wrenching. Oh, definitely. Children need to be taught that these are dangerous machines and that they can lead to injury and that anytime we're dealing with a machine, there should be specific safety steps used when we're using them. And so that doesn't seem to be happening all the time. We're visiting with Dr. Deborah Schwengel of Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, the senior author on a new study about lawnmower-related injuries. I mentioned that people often mow on Saturday morning. Is it possible that they're just thinking about what they're going to do the rest of the day? In other words, is this mostly just carelessness? I think that sometimes it's being unaware. Maybe the adult is mowing the lawn and the child runs out of the house to say hi, and perhaps they run down a slippery slope or something like that, and the parent is not being careless. They just are unaware that their child is approaching them. How young is too young for a child to operate a push mower, and should a child even operate a riding mower at all? That's an excellent question, and I don't think we have enough information based on our study to say definitively what the right age is, but I think it really depends on the mental readiness of that child as well as the willingness of the parents to provide the safety lessons that are necessary to operate the equipment. In addition, there needs to be specific teaching about what shoes you wear and if the machine isn't working appropriately, how to investigate that without getting injured. So what do you recommend as a way to cut down on these injuries? Well, clearly educational recommendations aren't always heard. And I think we can relate many times when the information about safety is labeled on the equipment, but these accidents happen anyway. And so we believe that the only real solution to this is to make smarter lawnmowers. And so we are working on that with several schools of engineering, including the Johns Hopkins School of Engineering, to try to discover ways that we can create equipment that will not harm people. And drill down on that. How would they actually become safer? What detection devices perhaps might they have? You know, I'm not an engineer, so that's up to them to determine what's going to be feasible and also cost-effective. But they could be sensing devices that allow a mower to recognize when there is a human approaching the mower and a way to then turn off the equipment so that the injury doesn't occur. There are other possibilities, but clearly these would be ways that the mower would be shielding the potential victim or turning off. Is part of the problem that people assume a lawnmower is a simple item, there's nothing they have to know about it, and so they think they don't have to read the owner's manual for safety? I'm sure that's true. I can't imagine too many people read those manuals. And they are very familiar objects to us. And so uh, we get complacent in our lives about what is routine and what is safe or not safe, and I think that's part of the problem. Finally, Doctor, I understand that robot lawnmowers are big business in Europe, although they're not very common here. Do you think that robots might mow the lawn more safely than people? Well, I guess that depends on how they're made and the likelihood that humans could come in contact with them at times that are unsafe. 
I know that there are some of those models being used here in the United States now, and we haven't really investigated the safety profile of those at this time. Dr. Deborah Schwengel of Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.